Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors. The Republican Party, technically still a political party, in the same way that Scientology is technically a religion. The Liz Cheney Republican Profiles and Courage Association, which in its current state is just Liz Cheney alone in a room waiting on others to arrive, like a sad lonely child not yet willing to admit that none of the kids from school are coming to her birthday party and the Republican Revisionist History Society, where insurrection is tourism, ballot access is voter fraud, and nobody should go to Liz Cheney's birthday party because she has truth cooties. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And our voices are as soft and ineffective as Kevin McCarthy's limp penis of a spine. Our top story this week. A woman in South Carolina who was hoarding gasoline in her car set herself on fire when she crashed her car filled with excessive containers of gasoline causing the car to explode. That story, once again, cause produces effect. The irony is literally killing me! The irony of a gasoline hoarder being burned by the excessive amount of gasoline she was hoarding to protect herself adds to the irony of a gas shortage caused by people hoarding gasoline because they feared a gas shortage. For more on this irony, Barely Audible Whisper turns to our irony correspondent, Atlantis Morissette, whose hit song, Isn't It Ironic, ironically contained no irony. Hello, I'm irony correspondent Atlantis Morissette, which is ironic because I don't understand irony because my song about irony, unironically, didn't have any irony. Actually, the fact that despite being an irony correspondent, you don't understand irony isn't so much irony as it is a lack of job qualification. But what is ironic is that there was a hack of Colonial Pipeline, which supplies gasoline to the Eastern United States. So there was a gas shortage because the pipeline shut down. Uh, that's not irony, that's cause and effect. Which is ironic because gas prices went up. No, that's economics. And economics is ironics. Because rain on your wedding day creates a market for wedding umbrellas. Not even close. Yes, it is. Oh my god, there was a hack that caused a gas pipeline to shut down. I better buy all the gasoline. Oh dear, there was a hack that caused a gas pipeline to shut down. I better fill my tank and limit my gas consumption. I can only fit so much gasoline in my tank. Luckily, I have a bunch of Tupperware. Uh, plastic grocery bags, and I can cup some in my bare hands. Dear, the person ahead of me got the last bit of gas the station had by spraying it into their mouth and storing it in their cheeks like a squirrel. Thunderdome! (laughs) (coughs) I swallowed the gas. (laughs) That's ironic, because squirrels eat nuts, not gas. No... It's ironic because the temporary inconvenience of a supply shortage turned into a full-fledged supply crisis, precisely because the quarters caused the very crisis they were worried about by buying unreasonable quantities of gasoline. It's like gasoline in a grocery sack, ruin your top away in response to a hack, the fuel supply. Might never come back. Can understand how this crisis got bigger. The fact 
there was a gas shortage proves I was right to hoard gas in case of a gas shortage. No, you caused the gas shortage by buying too much gas, thus squandering the already limited supply. You're just mad because I'm prepared and, oh no. The gasoline I put in plastic grocery bags is destroying the thin plastic. Oh, this is a completely unpredictable problem whose only solution is hoarding enough plastic grocery bags that I can double bag all my gasoline. That's ironic because double bagging is like an extra bag you get when you pay for your groceries, which is like a free ride when you've already paid. No, that's just short-sighted stupidity. Which is ironic because this segment is supposed to be about irony. But ironically, you keep talking about not irony. The irony is that not only did the hoarders create the very problem they were trying to prepare for, they put themselves in grave danger by exercising an irrational type of caution. It's like being on fire instead of driving less. It's the third degree burns instead of slightly more stress. It's supply chain crisis instead of a small mess it's the same shit toilet paper triggered a bizarre new anti-vaxxer conspiracy alleges incorrectly that covid vaccines not only cause health problems but that those imagined health issues are actually contagious which is having the effect of the very anti-mask anti-vax idiots who refuse to follow social distancing protocols socially distancing themselves from vaccinated people. COVID is a hoax perpetuated to force people into getting vaccinated against the hoax, but the vaccine for the hoax is not a hoax because it causes health problems like COVID, but for real. And the vaccine is actually as contagious as the hoaxers claimed COVID was. Which means the only way not to catch the vaccine against the hoax, which is not a hoax, is to do the hoax thing that the hoaxer said we should do to avoid catching the hoax. Yeah, let's keep a safe six feet of social distance between ourselves and anybody who is potentially vaccinated. And since it's impossible to know who is and who isn't vaccinated, we should wear masks. Which brings us to a new segment we're calling Shh, Don't Tell Them. Don't tell them. A segment in which we don't tell people who are doing the right thing for the wrong reasons that they're wrong. Because if they knew that they were wrong about why they were doing the right thing, they'd probably resume doing the wrong thing for equally wrong reasons. We should probably avoid large indoor gatherings. Obviously, even a few vaccinated people in a large indoor gathering can spread the vaccine to lots of other people who can in turn spread the vaccine to even more people until eventually an uncontrollable epidemic is inevitable. Shh. Oh, tell them. We have to tell them that the vaccine is safe. The side effects are temporary and minimal and that nothing about it is contagious. Shh, 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 shh. They're, they, they're finally doing the right thing based on wrong information. If they find out that the wrong information is wrong, they'll do the wrong thing based on right information because they believe that right information is wrong. 
The same anti-Trump fake scientists who said that COVID was deadly are now claiming that the vaccine is safe. Which could only mean that the vaccine is exactly as dangerous as they claimed COVID was. I know that's right. Exactly. And the only way to keep them doing the right thing, based on wrong info, is to keep giving them the right information, which they will assume is wrong information, based on their wrong assumption that the right information is always wrong. In other words, like we have to keep telling them the right information so that they will keep believing the wrong information, so that they will keep doing the right thing based on their wrong understanding of the wrong information. They're always going to wrongly believe that what's right is wrong, which usually leads them to doing the wrong thing. But in this instance, they're doing the right thing based on their wrong belief in wrong information. So the only way to keep them doing the right thing, which is actually wrong, is to keep telling them that they are wrong, which will reinforce their wrong idea that they are right based on their wrong information. That right is always wrong, which reinforces their wrong belief that they are always right. Do you get me? Welcome to a new segment. We're calling Go Ahead and Tell Them. They're too stupid to know the difference. Hey, maybe if we take the vaccine, it will vaccinate us from the effects of the vaccine. You know, that's stupid, right? They're trying to tell us not to take the vaccine, which means we should definitely take the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. The real reason Bill Gates wants to track people with the Come vaccine on. is so that he knows who isn't taking the vaccine. So the only way we can fool Bill Gates into thinking we're dumb enough to take the vaccine is to take the vaccine. Booyakasha! <laughs> Israel and Palestine have been in deadly conflict for the past week. And also the preceding 6,000 weeks. Tensions escalated to all-out warfare on May 10th when Hamas fired rockets into Israeli buildings and schools. Israel responded with massive airstrikes. For more on Israel and Palestine's never-ending conflict, we go to two teenage girls. Hi, I'm Isabel. You can call me Izzy. And I'm Paulette, but that's a gross old lady name. So I go by Pow Pow. <laughs> and I'm Izzy and Pow Pow's principal, and I want to say I think this is a very bad idea. No, why? I think trivializing a conflict that has left hundreds dead this month would be in poor taste. No, but like, we totally get this conflict because it used to be like us. Like everything about it. It's so us. And we solved our beef. So maybe we can help them solve theirs. And that's where you come in, because you had such good ideas. Oh boy. Fine, here we go. Okay, so like the whole thing started when the Muslims were praying at this holy site. Well, the whole thing started like a hundred years ago. Excuse me, don't interrupt me. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, like you could say everything goes way back. Just like our beef, which really has been on and off since like eighth grade. So two years. In a month. As I was saying, 
it was the last day of Ramadan and things were already totally tense. And then the Muslim worshipers at this mosque that doubles as a holy site for Jews. That doesn't really begin. Started throwing things at the cops, which is totally not cool. Um, the way I heard it, the Israeli forces fired tear gas and rubber bullets first. Well, that's just not true. And you keep derailing my point, which is that all of this totally reminded me of Spirit Day. Yeah. The theme was retro. So the dance team was all like, you know what's retro? Flesh mobs. And everyone was like, OMG, this is so going to be amazeballs. But like it was closing night of the school play. So the theater club was like doing our own retro thing. Game of Thrones is not retro. It was really big when I was a kid, and you don't get to decide what's retro. Now, Izzy, pal, pal, I feel things getting tense again. What do we do when things start getting tense? I value your individuality. individuality. It's, it's okay, okay to, be to be different. We, we can, can share, share space. space. Go ahead with your Game of Thrones improv thingy. So basically, it was guerrilla theater where we'd improvise as Game of Thrones characters with people walking by. And then the dance team comes in, blasting their music and starting to dance. And then somebody pushed somebody. And soon Izzy and Pal Pal were at each other's throats again. We were there first! Dance team has been around longer than the theater program. So technically, we were always there first. But it was a big day for us and we had asked to use this space. Hello, spirit day? That's literally our day. It's not our fault. Your play was scheduled to end that day. Can we bring it back to the conflict on the Gaza Strip instead of rehashing old details? <sighs> so, Hamas says- It's Hamas. Oh my gosh, so Hamas says, we're totes mad about what happened at the mosque, so we're firing rockets at you. And Israel's like, here's a proportionate response and just lays waste to Palestine with airstrikes, which is a total Izzy move. I have high status in this school, which means people are coming for me. And if I let anything slide, I look weak. I have the right to defend myself. Yeah, well, there's defending yourself, and then there's just waiting for an excuse to, I don't know, annihilate somebody. I wasn't waiting for an excuse. I hate having to demolish your set, but I had no choice. People had to see that the dance team is not to be messed with. All I did was throw a milk carton at you. You ruined my uniform and humiliated me in front of the whole school. Mantra. <sighs> I value your, your individuality. individuality. It's, it's okay, okay to, be, to different. be different. We, we can, can share space. Thank you. Now, you see how a horrendously disproportionate response does nothing but extend the cycle of violence. She would still have counterattacked even if all I did was dump spoiled milk on her. Spoiled milk? Why is it gotta be spoiled? That's an escalation. Of course I'd fight back. Mantra! I value your individuality. It's okay to be different. We can share space. Listen, I don't think you two have anything to teach Israel and Palestine. 
I know, shocking, a couple of 15-year-olds don't have the solution. You can't even talk about your conflict without getting each other riled up. No, we're totally good now. Right, Pal Pal? Yeah, sure. What does that mean? Yeah, sure. Well, like, this is hard to say, but please listen. You're friends with like all the popular kids. I'm friends with a bunch of loners just trying to survive high school. Like I'm fighting to just take up some space, okay? And your solution is always, okay, fine. And you can have this Kathy space, but you and the other theater kids can't go here or here or here or here or here. And it's hard to not be angry about that all the time, you know? Yeah, well, high school is rough, okay? It's everyone for themselves, all right? And if I give in to you, then everyone else comes after me too. I have to be strong to stop me. I understand that. And that's why the mantra works. Yeah, but come on, this situation is not at all analogous. I think we've proven that it is. And I agree. See, we agree on some things. But in two years, you both graduate and never have to see each other again. What would it be like if you were both stuck in high school together forever? Oh, crap. Honestly, the most peaceful option is that I just like wear her down and whittle away at her ability to like have any influence at all until she's completely insignificant. And, like, nobody even knows who she is. And honestly, the only way I could prevent that is just horrifying violence. Hooray! Now we have an analogy. Oh, look at a puppy! <laughs> Recent decisions by the CDC to change mask-wearing guidelines have led to public confusion. If I used to have to wear a mask outdoors, but I don't have to wear a mask outdoors anymore, then why did I ever have to wear a mask outdoors? Because new data analysis indicates because that- Because masks are mind control. COVID is a hoax and Trump was right. That outdoor transmission is extremely rare and therefore- Told you so, told you so. Statistically speaking, wearing a mask outdoors does not significantly reduce your chance of spreading COVID. But I've been wearing a mask for so long that not wearing one feels uncomfortable. Suck it, Democrats. Trump was right. Masks are tyranny. But honestly, at this point, I'm less afraid of spreading COVID than I am afraid of people thinking I'm an anti-masker like this asshole. Almost 600,000 people are dead, but I'm going to gloat about how one precaution may not have been completely necessary. Trump was right and you were wrong. Yeah, I'm going to put my mask back on. Making that mask confusion even more confusing was CDC's new mask guidelines for fully vaccinated people. If you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere, ever. 
That's great news, but what about- I am not going to get a Bill Gates tracking device implanted in me, but I don't have to wear a mask anymore either since nobody can prove that I didn't get the Bill Gates tracking device, which is weird because you'd think the whole point of a tracking device would be to track who has the tracking device. But what's to stop anti-mask anti-vaxxers from not wearing a mask, thus spreading the disease to other anti-mask anti-vaxxers and ultimately destroying our ability to destroy COVID. That's why by anywhere ever, we mean anywhere ever, all the time, except for medical facilities and public transportation and airplanes. Tyranny. I'm confused. That's why we made a chart. On the left side of the chart, a non-vaccinated person is wearing a mask most of the time. But on the right side of the chart, there's a vaccinated person who isn't wearing a mask anywhere, ever, all the time, except sometimes. That helps a little, but it still doesn't address the issue Charts are a communist plot invented by capitalist corporations to destroy the world, but this super sophisticated, all-knowing plot didn't account for my predictable response of ignoring the guidelines by pretending to be vaccinated. Yeah, we basically just gave up on those people, okay? So, to sum it up, vaccinated people don't need to wear masks anywhere ever. Except for sometimes in some places. But unvaccinated people should. But won't. Wear masks most places, most times, but we can no longer mandate mask wearing because... We gave up. For further explanation, Barely Audible Whisper turns to Dr. Fauci and President Biden. So don't care anymore. In order to achieve the level of herd immunity necessary to choke off the virus, uh, 70 or 80% of the population needs to get vaccinated. Unfortunately, 30 or 40% of the population is really stupid. It's like my grandpa said, Joe, you can lead a horse to water, but some horses listen to a fox. And for some reason, the fox doesn't want horses to drink water. As a result, we're living in a situation where the only people practicing safe COVID behavior were the only people who didn't really need to be practicing safe COVID behavior. It's like my great grandpa's cousin, friend used to say, what's good for the goose ought to be good for the gander. But ganders are stubborn. So what's a goose to do? But to be more of a good goose than the gander is a bad gander. And since unvaccinated people primarily pose a risk to other unvaccinated people, while posing minimal risk to vaccinated people, and having given unvaccinated people every opportunity to get vaccinated, the only reasonable and scientific solution is to say, fuck them. It's like my great grand aunt's first husband's best friend's wife's brother's uncle used to say. He said, Joe, fuck him. Right in the gander. Right, right, <laughs> right, right in that bad gander. Congressman Andrew Clyde, a representative from Barely Audible Whispers, home state of Georgia, said in a congressional hearing regarding the January 6th insurrection that, quote, Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion, staying between the stanchions and ropes, taking videos and pictures. 
you know, if you didn't know the TV footage was from January 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Which is like saying, Watching the TV footage of the two planes flying into the World Trade Center shows the planes are flying between the sky and the ground. If you didn't know it was from 9-11, you would actually think that it was a normal plane ride interrupted by two buildings that happened to get in the way. Or... Watching the Zapruder film of JFK riding in a convertible shows a lovely parade. Uh, if you didn't know the footage was of an assassination, you would actually think President Kennedy was just taking a nap. Or... Watching the TV footage of me whitewashing the January 6th insurrection shows me saying a series of normal words that don't actually erase history. If you didn't know I was actually erasing history, you would actually think I was telling the truth. However, as part of our ongoing commitment to giving the benefit of the doubt to people who don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, Barely Audible Whisper tried to envision some scenario in which Representative Clyde actually believes that the January 6th insurrection was, quote, a normal tourist visit. Begging the question, what the hell does Representative Clyde do on vacation? Yay! Daddy took us to Disney World! The line for It's a Small World is too long. Lines are tyranny. The families in front of us are deep state actors who stole the fast passes to create the illusion of a booming tourist economy to prop up Joe Biden's illegitimate communist economic stimulus. Nav, dear, you promised you wouldn't talk about work while we were on vacation. There can be no vacation while vacation is being stolen by vacation-stealing radicals. Yeah, if Trump were president, we'd already be on the Is the Small World ride. Yeah, and the ride would be way cooler action ride because instead of singing, they'd be deporting all the immigrants. Now kids, you know better than to get your father all riled up about. Storm the It's a Small World ride! Yeah. Stop the line! Stop the line! Hang the right operator! Hang the right operator! Uh, excuse me, sir, but you can't just forcibly push your way to the front of the- I back the blue by bludgeoning the blue with a back the blue flag. Ow! 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 I'm just a security guard! Ooh. The only way to fake support for the police is to brutalize the fake police! Ow! This is our It's a Small World ride! Now, kids, you stop beating that security guard within an inch of his life this instant! But, Mom, not letting us ride at Disney World is cancel culture! And we hate cancel culture! I mean it! I mean it! If you don't stop trying to forcibly overturn the results of Disney's line policy through acts of terrorism by the time I count to three! Relax, relax, honey. This this is just a normal tourist visit. One? Oh, please count faster! Your kids are very vicious for their age! Two? Please don't do the dumb two and a half thing. I'm hurt real bad. Two and a half. Damn it. Would you hurry up and say three already? I'm getting beat up even worse than my brother. Who happens to be a Capitol Police officer? (laughs) It's a small world after all. That's enough, kids. 
like, like any normal tourist visit, it's important to go home, which they let us do because we're quiet. Once you cause irreparable harm, because that way you can claim that you didn't really do anything after the fact. Yay! The only thing better than starting a riot is not suffering any consequences for starting a riot. Is that really the lesson you want to teach our children? No. You're not supposed to admit that was a riot, idiot. You're supposed to say it was a normal tourist visit. That's the lesson I want to teach our children. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper, starring writer, co-host, and producer Dave Baldwin, co-host Molly Baldwin, writer and actor Daniel Carter-Brown, actors Emily Sams-Brown, Michael Morgan, Robin Ward, Tommy Strack, Ali Glonick, and making her Barely Audible Whisper debut, Jenna de Blasio. Please check out BarelyAudibleWhisper.com where you can subscribe to our podcast or you can subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We appreciate your support. We were there we- first! Shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry it's, me. it's me! It's me! It's ah! me! My, my god, lines. Israel's this taking is over problem. Palestine's lines. <laughs> this is why they encashed you in the school play, because you just read everyone's lines! In loving memory of Corey Burns. Hubris!